Hi, I'm AJ, and this is the Navigating New Horizons podcast, the show that discovers anything and everything you'll need to succeed in high school. From study techniques to relationships and beyond, we'll uncover everything you need to know to succeed in your first year in high school. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Navigating New Horizons podcast. I'm AJ, your host. And today we have a very special guest on the episode, Taylor. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little tired. Yeah. Going through it. Yeah, me too. I get it. Yeah. Anyways, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? A little background? A little bio? Um. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but... There's a lot to talk about, so <laughs> quick bio. Um, okay. Well, I go to Satellite High School, but I'm full-time early admit student in Eastern Florida, just like you. Um, I'm studying to be an educator, and I work at Grills and at Surly Hair Studio. Okay, great. If you could work with any age level in education, who would you work with? Um, to be honest, it changes every day and every really? time that I go into a classroom, it changes. Yeah. Right now, uh, it'd probably be third grade. Um, but I also really love middle school, but I also really, really love to be like a high school choir director. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah. I don't know if I would be good with children. It definitely takes patience and it's different for every single level for sure. Oh yeah. Different kind More power of to them. because. <laughs> God knows I can't do that. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about social media while in high school. Okay. Okay. It's a good topic. So the first thing we're going to talk about is using of social media in high school. What do you think? Yes oh, or no? I think maybe. Is okay. That, is that an option? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think it's a, it's, it's a dependent on character for one age level because especially in Florida, the high school ranges from ninth to 12th grade, which is 14 to 18. Some even can be 13 to 19. So to me, that's a really big age gap and very big developmental process difference in those age ages. So I think that it depends on where a child falls in that category. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, I think it's really good because... Schools can schools use it actually. Schools, different clubs, and at least my high school clubs have their own Instagram pages. Um, so it keeps students informed, and it's a really good way to interact virtually, especially like in the in the world that we live in today. Yeah, where everything's digital and online. Definitely, I think it also depends on like maturity of students too. Or just children in general. You know, if you have a child who's extremely mature and beyond their age, then yeah, let them, you know, be able to navigate the world of social media more independently rather than like a kid who's, you know, struggling to adapt socially. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, I, I like the idea of introducing social media earlier in different ways. Like if you introduce them to like kids YouTube, so it's a monitored Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you've thought on that 
I think that it definitely depends on what you're introducing and who you're introducing to as a young age, just because like, like I said, I work with third graders. So, you know, obviously they're seeing things on the internet now just because it's just what we live in. So I think that it definitely needs to be restricted what they're viewing because I do believe that kids should be able to be kids and social media does make them grow up a little bit faster and they lose a little bit of their innocence just because they can, they have everything at their fingertips. So I definitely think like YouTube kids is a really good way to monitor what the children are seeing. Yeah. Um, I, I like social media, TikTok, Instagram, you know, the, the normal social media apps that every high school uses, but also it, (laughs) <laughs> distracts me so much oh, I would my productivity agree. is like zero would yeah. i rather write this paper on sleeping or would i rather scroll on tiktok you know like mm-hmm. no i i mean i completely agree i you know i i speak all about social media and how it affects kids but you know i'm on social media myself and i spend a lot of hours on tiktok every week scrolling at you know videos that aren't gonna affect my life at all right so um i also think it really harms social skills because you're talking through your phone you're not in person so you th- those nonverbal cues it's very one one sided absolutely and when you're in person you can look at their face you can look at their body language there's so many other things um and this is just talking about like chatting um i also think that a lot of it changed when COVID happened because we were, you know, in in a stage where we were starting to adapt more to technology. But once COVID hit, we were solely relying on technology and nonverbal communication to communicate with each other. So for a lot of people and a lot of children, especially young children, COVID hit when they were very, very young. So now those kids who are getting to their older years in like elementary or early middle school, they're main form of communication is their phone and they don't know how to communicate with people other than that because they literally grew up in the age where we use phones solely to communicate. Yeah, that was our only way. Yeah. Um it was I think social media was a very big pro in COVID because it was used as kind of a way to cope with the whole situation going 100%. on. Hundred percent. Um and people did Zumba class on Instagram Live and yeah. to get people up and moving because everyone was sitting at home doing nothing. And Um, I do think that it was great during COVID, but I think the effects of it after COVID, just on children specifically, have... Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, Yeah, because now they they literally do not know how to communicate with people. And it's not their fault, but the world needs to be able to teach them how to communicate because even though we do rely on technologies for so much, we still have to be able to communicate with one another. I do, yeah, yeah. But I think it also helps them boost their self-esteem because they can express themselves freely knowing no one is in front of them laughing at them. So it's good in the way that it takes that away, but it's bad in the way that it takes that away. Okay, yeah. So it it stops being detrimental to people on others judging them, but it also has created a lack of humility in people. So people just think that they're, you know, perfect because the internet has told them they're perfect. And quite honestly, there's a lot of people, nobody's perfect. You know, like I said in the beginning, I think that it depends on the kid and the person and who's able to monitor what they're seeing, where they are socially, where they are educationally, you know, just it's, it really is a person by person kind of thing. There's no one size fits all for social media in high school specifically. Yeah, I think that's true. I think the um, monetization of what parents want their kids to see and don't want their kids to see decreases as they 
progress. Definitely. You know, it's it's a major difference between a 14-year-old and, eight, and an 18-year-old who are viewing certain things. You know, I have siblings who are younger and here I am in my senior year and then I have a brother who's my, in his freshman year and it's just very, very polar opposite. So, and you don't really realize that when you're going through those stages, but like when you see it directly, it, there is a change there. And that's a good thing because you don't want 14-year-olds exposed to what 18-year-olds are exposed to. Right. But you don't want to mask the reality of the world either yeah so that's you don't why want it's a, you want it's kids a, to be ready for the real world definitely so and that's why with social media but so social media can be also be very biased so and give false information so that's why it's important for people to monitor what you're showing young children who are so right. gullible yeah it's a lot of those even even at 18 like your frontal lobe isn't fully developed until you're in your well into your 20s so i mean you're still very very susceptible to what other people are telling you right no i totally agree so overall yes maybe sorta yeah it's a one it's not a one-size-fits-all decision so talk with your family and go from there yeah so the next thing we're going to talk about is if you are using social media to keep important numbers and documents closed mm, to that's yourself. a very important topic absolutely yeah so there's a lot of scammers even yep. these days even and i think honestly more now because of all the ai generated stuff and all, mm-hmm. all of that kind of yeah. stuff which is just not like real people anymore that it's creating so much more issues with that right so even if you're posting your you know your name and your address or something online people can use those yeah you're really exposing yourself yeah and if you post an address they can come they can find you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and we don't that's it's just not safe it's not safe yes it can lead to child trafficking it can lead to environments they shouldn't be in you know somebody says hey like I saw you're over here in this area. You want to come hang out with us? And they end up in the wrong area, you know, and stuff like that. Like you can, it, you can just put kids in bad positions. Yeah, totally agree. And especially for like child trafficking, it can make it so much easier for traffickers to target kids because once you get your address, they start watching you and they're monitoring your every move. They start following you around and they learn your moves and they learn your schedule kid, yeah when you're a kid like you're not really paying attention to that stuff because you're a kid you shouldn't really have to right. pay attention to that kind of stuff but that is the reality of our world and i think that it's just it just makes it so much easier for traffickers yeah no totally agree. or just kidnappers in general mm-hmm. so we're talking about keeping your important documents credit card numbers addresses social security all private we need to also talk about cyberbullying because that's another big thing when it comes to social media. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, I think that cyberbullying has been a thing since social media started just because it was another outlet for bullies to bully other kids. So, you know, there's always going to be bullying no matter what. You, you, you know, as much as we want to prevent it and we you know, give the efforts to prevent it, you know, we can't prevent it 100% of the time. Right. So... Social media, it's a lot harder to monitor just because, you know, you don't have a teacher or a parent constantly sitting there watching your kid, you know, on social media. So it is opening doors for more bullying, in my opinion. Um, And I think because a lot of people, a lot of kids now have started putting their personal lives on social media, it's allowing for other 
kids and uh, and people to, judge to comment on yeah. their every move. When before social, before we had social media, you know, you saw kids at home, and then maybe if you hung out with them after school, but like other than that, you didn't really know exactly what was going on. You know, people told you things, whatever, but like you didn't know. Now exactly, that now you now can go on, on their stories and yeah, they post their, their location, location. on yeah. Snapchat. Yeah, Snap Maps. You can see every. You can mm-hmm. see where they are live. Yeah, and I think it makes it easier to bully people. 100%. Because you're not talking to them, you're not like I wouldn't. Yeah, because yeah. you know you're face to face. When before we had social media, you you pretty much bullied face to face. Like there wasn't really a like way the around movies. that. Yeah, and now they hide behind their their phones, and it just makes it easier for bullies to get away with it too. Because there's no, especially like with Snapchat, there's no proof. Like those messages disappear. They do, unless. The courts need them. Unless, yes, yes. But, but like in... Um, and the, if the you school is not going to go and request no, the Snapchat no. story. Like Snapchat chats. No. So I think that it, it just lets bullies get away with it. Um, yeah, totally. But I, I think that another important issue that people should be aware of with bullying and cyberbullying and all of that is that bullies are created by other bullies. You know, it's... if. A kid's bullying you, it's probably because somebody bullied them or something's going on at home or something more because... I don't really believe that people are just mean to their core. Something's causing them to be that way. So I think that it's important to, if, if you see somebody getting bullied or, you know, you're getting bullied, look a little bit deeper into what's going on with that other person because you never really know. There's always something making them act, whether it's somebody else or something that's going on at home. It's not, they're not just doing it for fun. No, no. It's usually an escape for them. Right. And I think the... Like the stigma, like that if boys are bullying girls, that means they like them. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't, I don't know all. why yeah. we um, entitle men like that or boys instead of teaching boys to be mean to a girl when they like them. Why aren't we teaching them to be nice? You know, because if, if if the roles were reversed and a girl was like that to a guy, it would be well, you're harassing him or, or blah blah blah. Like, them, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not. Oh, well, he has a crush on you, and I think that. And that really like starts with young girl when you know your parents tell you that as a young girl, it really creates this idea to be ladylike or yeah that you know and the men have to and the boys have to be tough definitely or something like, like that. it doesn't it just puts it fits puts you into this little box that you'd feel like you can't really grow out of and it just tells you as a young child that oh it, it shows you that it's okay for boys to act a certain way when in society we shouldn't accept that response right and I think it's more. I don't know if it was more when we were younger. I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's still around. Like no, that. I think I think it's honestly things change the generation. So I think that our parents' generation grew up with you know their parents telling them that men run the household and the women stay in the kitchen and you know that's just the way of the world. And the generation developed a little bit. So then our parents taught us that you know you can go do and be what you want to be, but. there's still roles in the house. There's still, you know, boys are still going to act this way and girls are still going to act this way. You know, there's no differentiating the two. And I think that our generation is so funny about letting everybody be who they want to be that when we have kids and, you know, the the people who are in their 20s and 30s right now having kids, they're teaching their young children that, you know, it's not appropriate for a boy to act like you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think, I think as we've gotten older that has gone away more mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and i think it's helped because i don't i don't agree with that some people do some people think that's that's how it should be run um 
I think that, you know, it works for some people. There's lots of people that that works for, and that's great. You know, whatever works for you and your life is what should matter, but don't go pushing your beliefs and your ideals onto other people. Let them live the way that they want to live. Right. And I, I think that social media has shown people that it's okay to live the way that you want to live, especially with like TikTok and since 2020 with COVID, people broadcasted their whole lives on social media, specifically TikTok and Instagram. But, you know, now all these influencers are showing that everybody's lives are different and what they might be showing you on the internet might not be exactly what, yeah. what's going on in their mm-hmm. real life. And that it's okay that, you know, my husband does the work and I stay at home. But then some people show, well, I go to work and my husband stays at home with the kids. And that works for them and that's perfectly fine. And I don't think that it should be any different than that. I think that it should be exactly how you want it to be in your life. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think, okay, so overall, protect yourself and know what you post on the internet is there forever. Yeah. Because even the if government really, can always yeah. access it. Always. And they're listening. Even always. If on Snapchat. They're listening on everything. They're listening right now. Are they? Oh, on yeah. my Alexa? Alexa, oh. are you listening? She is not. Okay, but, but I'm, she, I'm, is. she is listening. Because I'm telling you right now, if you started talking about some shoes you wanted to buy, I guarantee you the oh my next gosh, time you, you talk open about, TikTok, oh you'll see an ad. You will see an ad That's for those true. shoes. Do you think they actually do that? Oh, yeah. They're listening always. If I talk about window shades, are there going to be window shades on my Facebook probably. marketplace? Yeah, probably. Probably. When you want to test it out? No. Okay. I don't have time for that today. Um, I was going to say, like, do you know that Facebook is actually like the number one used social media platform? Really? Yeah, it has like 3 billion something on it. Something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, Facebook. It's because all the old moms are on there. You know, I was on Facebook once and <laughs> I saw this video. <laughs> I saw this video of this mom and she was, you know, cooking some bacon or something and it in was in the oven. I can smell it through the phone. <laughs> I can smell it through the phone. You know I love me some bacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think um other benefits that kids can take from social media are learning. Like, I use oh, my phone for, like, Quizlet. and I think that a, a good way that students can use social media and the internet in the classroom is something like Kahoot. Because, you know, you can put questions on the board. It's very interactive. Kids, you know, want to get involved. It's fun for them. It's something different that they're not used to every day. So it allows them to be more engaged in what they're learning. Yeah, Kahoot and Gimkit. Have you played Gimkit? Yeah. And, that one's um, more fun. Mm-hmm, definitely. TBH. I mean, and they're coming out with so many new games for kids in the classroom just because we are relying on technology so much. I mean, even our textbooks now are half online and half in person. Right. So, yeah. So you totally. know, everything's different and it's online. So they're finding new ways to teach kids online. I think it encourages learning. If you incorporate, obviously, it does yeah, incorporating yeah. these into these games where you're going fishing and stuff like that. And because students want to learn online, because that is that is the reality of the world that we live in. We're so focused on the internet and technology now that kids don't really know what to do with a book at this point yeah so you know we're we're adapting to the times Mm -hmm. all right so overall i think if something feels off it probably is Mm -hmm. yeah and then tell someone tell someone else make make sure you tell somebody else if something is something if something is off you you need to tell somebody 
Yeah. And, you know, just tell somebody that, you know, is going to help you and support, you know, what you're feeling and right. validate, you know, your feelings and, you know, trust your gut, trust your instincts because they're pretty much always right. Right. They're always right. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our Q&A section. We have a couple questions we're going to go through and gives y'all some advice. All right, let's do it. All right. So our first question is, how do you deal with third wheeling? I think when you're dealing with a third wheeling situation that, for one, it's unavoidable all the time. So just kind of adapt to your environment. And, you know, try to find ways to include yourself in those situations. You know, a lot of times people don't even realize they're third wheeling with somebody. And so I think that you should really just like try and squeeze yourself in there. Yeah, totally. I think sometimes people think they're over, like over analyzing the situation and they're not actually third wheeling. Definitely. But sometimes it's pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, and if you can tell that repeatedly somebody is making you third wheel or you're just not appreciating your presence, then maybe they're not touch the best idea to have in your life. Yeah, totally. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for today's episode on social media. I hope we have prepared you so much. Overall, use it wisely. Absolutely. And trust your gut. Yeah, definitely trust your gut. All right, Taylor, thank you so much for joining me for today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Everyone, stay happy. Be cool. Live life. Live life. Bye. Bye. <laughs>